Welcome back, Jaywalkers. Um, first, I wanted to say I'm sorry about that first episode. I'm not entirely sure why I sounded like I was on Thorazine. Um, I, I talk a lot with my hands. I'm very animated behind the mic, so your guess is as good as mine. Any tips or comments, um, very appreciated. Very appreciated. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, this is my first podcast, so I don't have background music or anything like that yet, intro music, um, again, uh, that's jaywalkthroughlife at gmail.com, it'll also play at the end in the credit, um, so today we're gonna talk about the American dream, is it really dead, or is it just injured, well, so, to start with, the American dream, it's basically what life liberty the pursuit of happiness right we want to be comfortable we want to be safe and we want to be able to be happy we want to we want our kids and grandkids to do better than we did um and when we're young we want to be doing better than our parents did at our age right well i've been hearing a lot in the last decade or so that the american dream is dead even the the last president um, that was one of his talking points, wasn't it? That the American dream was dying and he was going to reinvigorate it. Um, some of the reasons people think that the American dream is dead is because wages have been stagnant, but prices keep going up. You see that a lot, like, oh, the Big Mac is now, what is this, $5 or whatever, when back in 1990 it was a half a penny of... I, I didn't do any actual research for this episode, so your mileage may vary on my prices there. Um, but we all know it. I think it was 2009 was the last time the minimum wage was increased. There are fewer people actually on minimum wage, but it the wages people are making aren't a ton higher. So you're making $8 an hour, they're still going to say that you're not making the minimum wage um cost of schooling is getting higher and higher and that's for your you know private schools for your some of your magnet schools for lower income university tuition is going up even for public schools uh even higher for your more elite schools um so people are taking out a lot more loans um you know, uh, over a trillion dollars in student loans in the U.S. right now. So, and even the cost of trade schools is going up, right? But you can't really get a job making much more than minimum wage without your bachelor's in culinary arts or your level three welder certificate, uh, bachelor's of science. If you want to get into a lab these days, um, you actually have to have a master's degree. And in a lot of cases, you have to be working towards your doctorate, at least your first doctorate. Um, and then you have these degrees that people kind of call silly degrees, like your uh, gender studies, women's studies. Uh, and the ones that people have always kind of looked down on, like your uh, bachelor's in English, but those are going to be launching points, ports, port, points to getting your 
master's heading into law school into getting a degree as a therapist, psychiatrist, uh, what have you there. People aren't doing better than their parents. Um, so you hear the, the joke that millennials will never be able to buy a house, which is an oversimplification. It's a meme without being a meme. Uh, but we're seeing where, you know, our parents owned a house and had two kids and had a car. And they they could actually afford that and make the payments. And we can't. Um, in a lot of cases. Obviously, again, your mileage may vary. Um, and we're seeing a, a reformatting of civil rights struggles. So we're seeing things like police brutality towards uh, minorities, um, sexual as well as uh, racial minorities. We're seeing bills being passed to try and limit the rights of your racial, sexual, and gender minorities. And it's hard to think of the American dream without not being hassled for existing. Whether that hassle is, I shouldn't have to wait in line seven hours to vote, or I shouldn't have to take a taxi to the other side of a city to get to a DMV to get my driver's license so that I can go vote. Uh, or worse, if any of you have ever been in some of the central Florida areas with the way that they're... I'd love to call it a bus system. I'd love to, but there are buses and bus drivers, but it's not a system. And trying to ride for three hours to get halfway through a city to be turned away at the door of the DMV because they've reached capacity for the day. So I wanted to kind of start out with that, that little bit of section. That's what you hear a lot of on the news. It's what the talking heads say, it's what the politicians are saying, but, but you know me by now. You know, I definitely think it's more complicated than that. Um, it, I don't think the American dream's dead. I don't even think it's on its last legs. But I think it's injured. And I've tried to go to school while I took, uh, I was taking anywhere between 6 and 12 credits, um, generally are on the order of 8 to 10 credits while I was working a full-time job. Uh, uh, in a small town, a small city, I was walking everywhere and working two jobs while I was taking 8 credits, so that was 70 hours a week at work and, you know, 30 hours a week for for school and then there was it was a mile and a half walk to one job then from there it was a mile and a half walk to the other or like a three to five mile walk to the school walk because my car didn't work and I didn't have the time or quite enough money to make sure my car consistently worked um, when I moved to a full city that was changed to a two-hour bus ride uh, on a, on an easy day when I everything hit right. It was a two-hour bus ride to work to get there 
an hour before my shift because the bus stopped running 45 minutes before my shift. And then I'd have to stay for one to three hours after my shift to catch the first bus back home. And that first bus is going to show up at six o'clock and I've got class at 10. Um, I worked at a big box store and they, they try to keep you a little more pliant with these yo-yo shifts and trying to keep you off a regular schedule to keep you from being able to work a second job. And I've had multiple managers, not just ones that I've worked with, but people that I knew, they knew the SNAP benefits and application process like the back of their hands because they had to help nearly every one of their employees fill it out. They would not even consider you, no matter your qualifications, if you couldn't give them 100% full availability. And if they called you to take a shift and you had something else going on, you were on their hit list. That was it. You got worse shifts, fewer hours, just enough so they could keep things rolling. But it's hard to live off of those hours, and it's hard to have a life off of that. It's, you know, not to mention trying to have friendships, personal relationships, do the stuff around the house that's got to get doing. Um, you know, even just making sure that the bug guy is coming as regularly as he's got to. And then the bug, you know, the bug guy doesn't come often enough and now you're getting sick because you're breathing in that mess or we're dealing with that mess it's not I it's not always as easy as get up early stay up late and grind I've watched a lot of people burn out that way I'm still watching people burn out that way um, it is, it's possible to get ahead. It is. But when you're worried about when and how you're going to eat, when you're not sleeping, when you're up all night with a sick baby, whether that's your child or your um, sibling child or, or grandchild when you've got a chronic illness that stuff kind of takes at your ability to to put in full grind and you end up with these guys working for multi-level marketing schemes or whatever just trying to grasp at any straw to try and get ahead because it's hard to think long term and it's hard to succeed long term when you're having short term problems like am I going to be able to buy baby formula I mean 
and it's hard to fault somebody that is having that that kind of a struggle. I think we've all, especially when we're in those moments where we're sitting there going, well, people need to work. You know, they need to earn their keep. And then you turn around and you find out your friend is struggling. And what's your first thought? Your first thought isn't, well, they're not working hard enough. You're going, well, Steve, he puts in 60 hours at the office and, you know, maybe I should drop him some formula, right? Maybe I should take them a, a, a casserole. Doesn't really help. And I've seen this a few times over the last couple of years that a majority of Americans can't scrape up a thousand dollars in case of an emergency we can't call beg steal or borrow it because we're tapped out we're all tapped out um unless you're got a wealthy relative or i don't know maybe your friends are pretty awesome but it's also hard to get ahead when a 600 dollars emergency Wipes out your paycheck. And then you're stuck doing something that most people will tell you is stupid, like getting a payday loan. Or, you know, trying to sell something for cheap when you could have gotten a better price for it. Because at the end of the day, I gotta eat. You know, I, I need water to wash my clothes and my dishes and myself. This one is, it's a hard one. Because I, I do believe that the American dream is out there. I think it's attainable. But on the other side of the spectrum, you have these people talking like it should be easy. Like, all you have to do is you wake up at 4 a.m. when nobody else is awake. And you do this, you do this whole section. And you, you know, you get a trade degree or you get a, well, that trade degree is going to be $30,000 this year. Where am I going to get that? Well, you shouldn't take out a loan because because you'll be paying on that forever. All right, so where am I going to get that money? Okay, so scrap the trade degree. What you're going to do, you're going to start a business. Doing what exactly? Because everybody and their mother is cleaning houses now. Or doing Uber, the market saturated. Lyft, Postmates, all saturated. Well, maybe you could... You could code the next big app that's fickle and so you don't really need to know how to code you can use game creating software but if you're already working two jobs or you're dealing with something as fickle as the app marketplace it's not something you can really kind of hang your hat on is it all right, so we're going to scrap that. You're going to write a book. Okay. I'm going to write a book. I don't know how well you did in English. I faked my way through it. I don't know if you can tell because I write my own scripts. Um, yeah, I, I've tried writing a book. It's... <laughs> if you can do it, more power to you. But all of these things, they take a lot of extra time and a lot of extra effort. And when you're dealing with the bigger things in life, you know, 
somebody's mom got sick. Somebody's, it's, when the car breaks down, when all else goes wrong, you derail. So, I wish I had a, a fix-it answer for you. Like I said, I think success is possible. But I think for a lot of us, it's death by a thousand cuts. You're just going to have to keep trying and keep finding. And if you're anything like me, you're going to have to keep failing. Um, I've failed a lot. I tried to write a blog. Like I said, I've tried to write a book. I've... Uh, now I do write with my wife. We've got a comic and a web series, uh, but she does almost all of the art. We kind of write the story together. And when life gets in the way or day jobs get in the way, uh, like last week, I ended up having to work nearly, uh, nearly 50 hours, which I'm doing again this week. So that's why recording's been delayed. But at my job, it's a mile walk from the car to where I clock in. And then it's another half a mile across the compound to get to where I actually need to work. So 50 hours easily turns into 60, even 70 with the commute and with the having to get there early enough to make sure that I can actually get in line to clock in and clock in on time. And I, I don't work on company time, not for my own stuff. That's, that's theft. Um, so success by a thousand cuts. Uh, if you've got a better idea, if you think I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, uh, we can do it. There's hope. Uh, I don't want to leave you on this... On this note of... Kind of quiet desperation. But... But we can do it. <laughs> the American dream isn't dead. But maybe she's injured. Before I go, I'd like to thank my partner in crime, the love of my life, and my co-creator, Lachey, for putting up with me and helping make this and all of our other endeavors possible. And as always, you can add to the conversation via email at jwalkthroughlife at gmail.com. And I'll see you next time.